Welcome to the G Spot, the podcast that discusses topics relating to sex, dating, and relationships, with a focus on pleasure, connection, and education. I'm your host, Heidi G, sex and relationship therapist, and I believe we are all entitled to a fulfilling sex life and relationships. The G Spot, the best sex and relationship education you'll ever get. So you can go to the gym, drink water, take your vitamins, but if you don't deal with the shit that's going on in your heart and your head, you're still going to be unhealthy. So I wanted to start the podcast series with the topic of self-love because the most important relationship you will have is the relationship with yourself. The more we get to know ourselves, the more we love ourselves. And it's important to spend time on growth and have a better understanding of who you are and what it is that we need in life, in a relationship and with ourselves. This way we attract what we desire and what we deserve in a relationship and we become self-aware. So my guest is an expert in this area and I'm really, really excited to have her on the show. She is a wife, a mother, a certified love, health and accountability coach and best-selling author of Cheating Approved of When Your Soul Cries. Oh, I love that title. Welcome to the show, Angel Savoy. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's a deep title, When the Soul Cries. It's one thing I to know. make your heart cry but your soul yes that's that's extremely deep and so uh it, that book was absolutely intended to take you there um and I, I i was absolutely nervous as heck writing about some of the things i wrote about speaking about some of the things but it was so important um to take accountability for a lot of the things that I did um, that led to a lot of uh, <laughs> my troubles going forward. So it was an it was an amazing release to get a lot of that out, and I'm thankful for it. I'm actually thankful for it. So yes, that title it it, it was very strong to make the soul cry. You have to go pretty deep to do that. <laughs> so so tell me, what's the story behind it? So it's, it's, the book is actually consisted of 17 different authors. Mm -hmm. Um, So each woman speaks of her own experiences of what she went through at a particular time in her life. My story in particular is titled Cheating Approved um, because at a particular time in my marriage, I've been with my husband now 16 years, we'll be married 15 uh, upcoming here in July. at one point, we actually okay the idea of being in an open marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, of course, much younger. This was a long time ago, uh, the first couple of years in our marriage. Um, but I never actually explored what made me uh, want to actually do that. And we, I, we, I've suffered from infidelity on both ends. Mm-hmm. I've, stepped out on my husband. My husband has stepped out on me. I've always been open about that. Um, But I was so blindsided by it that to me, doing an open marriage was more like giving permission so that I didn't feel the way that I felt when I didn't know about it. Um, So it made me agree to that, thinking that I was protecting myself from the pain of when it happened the first time. Um, 
and and it absolutely was a disaster. <laughs> um, that is not what marriage is about. You you absolutely do not approve of you know stepping outside of your marriage. Mm. Uh, the way that it felt when you were not suspecting it is the same way it feels even when you suspect it because you're still thinking to yourself, I can't believe this person did that again. Yeah. But now with my permission, like, are you crazy? So uh, it was just a really crazy time. We just really uh, just got away from who we were. Uh, Everything that was instilled in us, everything that we knew to be right. Um, And we it it just spiraled. Um, And it's an experience that I have my moments. Sometimes I wish I can take it back. Sometimes Mm. I say, you know what? I think that was supposed to happen because yeah. the the way that we have grown into who we are now, it's mm. like phenomenal. Yeah. So and that's not to say that it wasn't with struggle. And of course, I touch on that in my story. Um, it definitely had its challenges. It definitely had trust issues. Um, I mean, it was a lot of trauma there, you know, just a lot of manipulation, um, oh, it was just, it was so much. So, uh, you know, it got to a point, of course, I was, we both were kind of like, can we actually do this? Can yeah. we go forward? Um, so once I started taking accountability, um, for the part that I played, because a lot of stuff that I did, I blame my husband. I was like, well, I did this because you weren't providing me with this. And, mm. you know, so as I got older and really just started taking a step back, I was like, you know, Angel, no, you did that because you were just selfish. Um, you just made a selfish decision. Um, you did that because you actually didn't even love yourself at that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was really deep. That was a tough realization that anybody that actually loves and respects themselves just would not do that. Mm. Um, so, but, and I, it was crazy for me to come to that realization because I, I think so highly of myself. So to have that moment to realize you could not have possibly loved yourself to do those things. It was tough. Yeah. Um, So I just had to take that in that I was absolutely responsible for my husband's heartbreak. I was absolutely responsible for allowing Uh another guy to step in the picture. Like I had to take all ownership for that. And once I took ownership for that, uh, I had to forgive myself. Mm -hmm. And that was another moment that was extremely pivotal. Just having that moment of literally crying out saying, I forgive you for doing this to yourself, for doing this to your husband. And it's okay to go forward now. And I carried that for like five years, honestly. So when I released it, oh my God, when I tell you everything changed, God opened a lot of doors. Um, Everything changed in that moment. So I just, I didn't forgive myself for it. Cause you know, when you know, you know better, Mm. it's like, how did you, how did you allow yourself to do that? So once I started taking accountability and start loving on myself and forgave myself, then I went into my new phase of life is being a coach. Cause I was like, this was what this was all about. It was not actually even about me. Mm. It was about telling other women my story. It was about letting other women know, hey, I've been there. Hey, I have survived infidelity. Hey, I've survived miscarriages. Hey, I've survived molestation. I mean, you name it. I've pretty much been through quite a bit of things. Um, 
So I just, once I forgave myself and forgave the people that offended me, and when I say forgive, sometimes you have to forgive people that are not sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's hard. That's really that hard. Tough. Like, and we'll never say they're sorry. And yeah. some people will never even own up to it. So you have to just be that big to just forgive all of that in order to come into your true self. So once I did that, all I wanted to do was help other people just heal and grow and walk into their purpose and rewrite their story. Um, And I was, you know, I hated that title at first, but then I was like, you know what? I'm glad that was the title because now I get to let people know that was then this is now. And I, I have the power to rewrite my story and that's what I've done. So I've completely done a turnaround. I, I try to talk to women everywhere. Every time I get a chance, I'd let women know you are worthy. You don't have to accept this. You, you know, all kinds of things, but most importantly, get out of toxic relationships, marriages, friendships, mm. you know, because mm. everybody thinks toxicity is only based on a man or a woman. No, mm-hmm. your household could have been toxic that you yeah. grew up in yep. that childhood friendship, you know? So it's much deeper than yeah. that. So for me, uh, taking the healing journey with someone that uh, just really thought that they couldn't be healed and seeing them six months, a year down the line, and they're like glowing. Oh my God, glowing yeah. from the inside out. It's yeah. like amazing. And I've been there. So I know what that feels like to just have that release and that peace. So that's what I do now. I just want to, God, I just, you know, you want to save them all, but yeah, you can't. Exactly. Well, that's exactly you know, right. You know, yeah. You can That's only exactly save the ones right. that come to you, you know, and I, I know you understand because you're a therapist, um, a couple's therapist, a sex therapist. So you can only save the ones that come to you mm. and then you can open those doors and free them. But, you know, you can't force it. So once they come to me, oh, my God, I'm going above and beyond to get them to the place of peace where I am. Yeah, exactly. And they've got to be willing to do the work, you know, like sit with the pain with an open heart. And it's not easy it's it's awful you know and like you're saying before you know forgiving um whether it be your parents or whoever you know forgiving the person who um may have caused you pain and forgiving yourself as well I mean that's huge that's big and as you're saying before as well like forgiving someone who is not even sorry and Mm. I I have um been in that situation as well where I had to do that and you know it did take a lot of healing. It took a lot of time um, to do that. But what I had to understand is forgiving that person is not um, them getting away with what they did. It's Correct. letting you go, you know, let, letting um, that control go. It was like Absolutely. I had this heavy weight sitting on my shoulders. And as soon as I forgave that person, I felt so much lighter. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like um, the pain never existed. It was like the pain doesn't control me anymore. Right. And I and was, that's um, I was also mindful of um, the the um, the patterns that you know it was like these repeating patterns, and I was like, why mm. does this you know? And I asked the question, why does this keep happening to me? You know, poor me. And I was in that victim mentality, and I had to take a step back and go, hang on a second, look at these patterns, look at the pattern that I'm stuck in. What Absolutely. is it about me that's you know causing this? And um, and I needed to work on it, not get over it, work through it. Right. Yeah. It was unresolved and unresolved mm. trauma will keep replaying itself 
Um, but you have to make a decision. And yeah. I think that's what most people struggle with when it comes to forgiveness. They feel like people are trying to force them to move on. It's not necessarily forcing you to move on. Yeah. It's just basically letting you know, unresolved, uh, you, you can't just keep replaying that. Mm. It is absolutely not going to help you <laughs> in no shape, way or form. You will literally be stuck. You will not move. You will have this wall up where you're not letting anything in yeah. anything out yeah. and that's a lot of pressure so the goal is absolutely to work through it but you have to be willing to move mm. and some people mm. just stop like yeah. time stops for them yeah. it's like the moment they were hurt they stop and I tell a lot of my clients you know when they'll say well I have issues with you know, my mom and when I talk to her, but then when you really go back and you listen to their story, a lot of their trauma started early, like 16, 17. Mm. So when they're dealing with their parent again, they're not even dealing with them as a 35 year old. Mm. They actually go back. They're dealing with them as a 16 year old. Yeah. And for the person that's on the other end, they're like, why is this person still talking about that? Yeah. But they don't realize that that person stopped, stopped. like time. Stopped. Yeah. For yeah. them, you know, and it'll it will keep repeating itself until you are strong enough to make the decision to break the pattern. Mm, mm, break yeah. the pattern. You have full control over your thoughts. Your thoughts become words and actions and everything. So if you're if you keep replaying negativity, that is what you're gonna breed mm. all day long. Yeah. All day long. So you have to break that. And it's not that you're unlucky because, you know, like you just say, you keep thinking like, why do I keep, you're not unlucky. Mm. You're just oblivious to the fact that you keep replaying this. You're, you're, you're literally doing this to yourself. You're not That's unlucky. It. at all. So it. it's, it's really tough. So it's a, it's a, it's a deep process. Uh, being held accountable is not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, for some no, it isn't. Um, <laughs> and because they feel like you're saying it's your fault. Yeah. No, it's just taking responsibility That's for the role that you played. It's not to say that it's your fault. And now, and trust me, there are some situations that you absolutely have no responsibility in. Um, you know, like I just spoke about molestation early. I was molested mm -hmm. when I was eight years old. Now, of wow. course, I had absolutely no role in that. No. We're not speaking about stuff like that. We're speaking mm. about us being adults and, you know, the accountability of me talking to another man outside of my marriage and me actually blaming my husband saying, well, you weren't talking to me. You weren't very attentive in that time in our marriage. So mm. I went and thought this elsewhere that I sucked as a wife yeah. <laughs> for that, for making him feel like that could have been prevented yeah. when the reality was the only person that could have prevented that was me. Yeah, he sure. had nothing to do with that. But, you yeah. know, in that space and in that time where I was trying to blame shift so that I didn't feel so shitty. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can cuss. Um, <laughs> you can but, say whatever you like. On okay. here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, trying not to make myself feel so shitty. I felt better blaming him for it yeah. um but now as I've gotten older I'm like you know what you were shitty yeah. <laughs> you just were a shitty person you know but you were also kind of raised in a shitty household and you 
you know, you didn't really learn a lot. So, you know, I had to learn a lot as I went forward. So now, like, I own that. Oh, I absolutely had terrible moments when I was an awful wife, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And my husband had to own the same thing. Sometimes he was a shitty husband. He had to own that. And, you know, the only way you grow from it is to own it. So when I started owning it, I had to tell myself a shitty moment does not make me a shitty person. Yeah. You know. And so once I accepted that, I was able to go on the guilt left because I know, you know what? You're not bad. You just made a slew of bad choices. You're an awesome person. You're amazing. You just messed up. Separating the behavior from the person. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And I had to, and that's tough when you know you're a good person, you know, you're, you're kind of like, it's hard to explain. You're like, I know I'm good, but I know what I did was awful. Yeah, of course. But I know I know better. And, you know, so you get caught in that that cycle also, that hamster wheel of just being guilty. And it's weighing on you. And it's like, you know what? I have to let all of this stuff go. I have to drop it all. I have to leave it right here. And I have to go forward. Yeah. So believe it or not, that is the number one struggle with most of my clients is forgiving themselves mm. and replaying trauma. Yeah. And to a point that they're stuck and they stay in very toxic relationships. Yeah. So what are some of the um, stories or background of the, the clients that you see and that you help with? Oh, my God. So much of them, um, basically single parent households. That's, sure. that's, that's very, that's probably my number one where the, the mom was by herself. Um, she ran the household. So there was not a male figure there. Mm. Um, so a lot of women have just literally been taught to be strong. Mm. So that is the number one thing. So for a lot of these women, they absolutely want to be loved. They want to be in relationships. They want to be married. But when this man comes along, they don't know how to back down. They don't know how to just be a woman (laughs) because they're so used to caring it all. And mom has to do this and mom has to take care of this. And, you know, so they don't know how to receive when a man is in the picture. Um, and not just any man, but actually a good man that Mm. wants to, you know, do his part and provide and let them know, Hey, you don't have to be a parent alone. I'm here. I'm here to support. I'm here to help. So that's always, usually my number one clients are from single parent households. Um, and it's the same on my, my male clients as well. They were raised by single mothers. They did not have fathers. Oh. So it's a part of them that does not even know how to be a man because they were raised by a woman. Yeah. They don't, they don't know certain things. The moms have done their best, mm. but it's certain things that they don't know how to do because there was no male figure. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know how to be soft because the mother always taught them they were the man of the house at a young age. Right. Uh, they, they had to provide. So mm. being soft is not necessarily something that always comes easy to a man or showing that kind of emotion because for the longest they were taught to survive. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's like survival of the fittest sometimes. Yeah. So just imagine when you get a couple together who were both raised by these strong single parents 
now you got this alpha female, this alpha male. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to back down. <laughs> Most people want to wear the britches, and it's like, who are you talking to? No, who are you talking to? Because I don't need you. You know, and it's like, what the hell? So that is something that I constantly have to overcome with some of my clients is just that. Um, second off, the negative self-talk. Um, that's probably my number two clients that seek me out. They are constantly talking down on themselves. They mm-hmm. don't realize that that's what they're doing, but they're always like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm bad. And, oh, this happened and I don't have a great job. And, oh, I have two children. No man is going to want somebody with two children. And, oh, my God, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, so working through those layers. So yeah. that's probably number two. And my, uh, if I had to go with one more, my top three would definitely be the woman that has been so hurt through so much trauma, through mm. so much abuse, keeps running into these bad guys to the point that she just feels unworthy. Yeah. So that is usually my biggest challenge is to build this woman back up, identify where it went wrong, identify her trauma, identify who she didn't forgive and how she got stuck in that spot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so working up from that is also, it's, it's huge. It's, yeah. it's just huge. And sometimes it can take a lot of time, but I have to remind them, don't worry about how long we've been working on this because you didn't get here in two months. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so don't, think that in two months of us working through an assessment and talking that you're just going to be healed and amazing. This was almost, some of these people have been going through this for 20 years, 15 Mm. years. So, and it's not to say it's going to take that long to heal it, Mm. but when I try to let them know, it's almost like losing weight. People gain this weight and then they diet for a week and then they're discouraged because they only lost two pounds, but it took you 20 years sometimes to pack that weight on. So it's not going to go away that fast you have to put in the work and a lot of people tap out on that once they have to put in real effort once they have to really hold that mirror up and look at themselves a lot of them just tap out yeah yeah a lot of them tap out and some fight the good fight and you see them years down the line and they're doing amazing and you know to be to be a part of that it's like oh my god it's just it's amazing. But again, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to cry when nobody can see you. And then when the camera's around, you got to smile for the camera and, Mm -hmm. but you're like broken. So Mm -hmm. I've, I've been there and that's what I also do with my clients. I'm very transparent. I never try to give them a textbook answer. I'm letting them know, Hey, I've been there. I've had these moments. I've had dark moments. I've had moments of when I didn't love myself when I didn't feel worthy Mm -hmm. um you know when I was a cheater a manipulator you know whatever word you want to use I don't I don't care for labels whatever they want to call me yeah yeah (laughs) my my motto my motto is my past does not define me and who I was is not who I am Mm -hmm. so whatever they say I'm like yeah I was all that but was is a past tense word. That's it. Who I am today has absolutely nothing to do with any of those things. That's it. And if you are open to change and open to working on yourself and healing, then um, you will notice that things around you will change as well. And not everyone is aware of that. Not everyone knows that, you know, um, 
some people stay in shitty situations because it's familiar to them, you know, whether they um, were brought up in a household that was um, broken or mum and dad or mum and mum or dad and dad, whatever your family unit looked like. Um, right. Maybe was, you know, um, was a, a broken household or um, a household that was, you know, full of arguments and, and that's what becomes familiar to you. And then, you know, someone else comes along and treats you well and you're like, what? no, no, there's something wrong here. No, no, I don't, right. do, I don't deserve <laughs> this. No, no, no. no. Good to be true. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you talk yourself right out of it. It's mm. insane. And I know I've been in situations like that as well. And, you know, um, and as I said earlier, you know, when things haven't worked out in previous relationships, I'd ask myself, you know, what the hell, what the hell's going on? Um, and had that victim mentality and then was, you know, when I'd look inwards, I was, um, putting myself down initially you know, well, no one likes me, there's something wrong with me, it's all about me and I will never find anyone. And I just had that awful, negative, desperate um, mentality and energy. And as soon as I stepped negative self-talk right there. That's it. And then I thought, come on, you're better than this. Like if you're going to keep putting that negative energy out there, you're going to keep attracting that negative energy. This doesn't feel comfortable. This needs to change. And the change starts with what you're telling yourself and what's going on in your head. And of course, this right. took years, you know, um, you know, with my yeah. upbringing as well and what I saw in the household I grew up in and what I was taught about relationships and also what I was, you know, that message that I was taught as well. Like, you know, you've got to be good enough. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And I always felt that I was never good enough. So that was the message and that was my belief. I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. So when something failed, it became, oh, well, I'm not good enough. Oh, well, this is because of me, or, you know. So, yeah, it was working on those self-beliefs and that voice in my head. Uh, Absolutely. Mm. That's big. That voice in your head controls a lot. Um, And that's where, and I try to practice affirmations. I'm really big on saying, you know, starting the day. I'm a part of a lot of groups on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram. And I, I I pride myself on going in there every morning, like when these ladies are getting up for work and just saying something amazing that they need to hear, um, that they need to speak into their life that day. Because I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in commanding your day, yeah. how you start your day. It, it means everything. Yeah. Um, so if you started in a mood, then, you know, your day is going to be a little crappy. But if you try to start it, at least on a positive note, and it's not always easy. Some of our circumstances are definitely difficult. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that you can just say a few positive words and then your whole life is just going to be awesome that day. Mm. You know, some situations are much more difficult than others. Some people are faced with much more, you know, just a, a rougher, you know, uh, life. Yeah. So I know certain things are different for certain people, but it absolutely starts in the mind. It starts in the mindset. So if you can start commanding your day, um, with just any kind of affirmation, you know, I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy, yeah. you know, and saying that three times until you, you like believe it That's and it. just doing it every morning, it would take so much, you know, mine was always, 
who you were is not who you are, Angel. I had to tell myself that over and over and over because I would constantly replay damaging things that I did to people. Mm. And, you know, I I was just like, you are so terrible. And then I had to I told myself for so long, you're so terrible. You're so terrible. You're so mean Mm -hmm. that I really believed that. I believed it. And I believed it because I said it all the time. And so when I finally started saying that to who you were is not who you are. Oh my God. It really did have a major impact. Um, When I would host events and I would sell out events and I was like, these people are here for me Mm. because they also believe that I am awesome. No matter what I did, they saw the good in me. They saw enough to make them show up, to make them buy the book, to make them, you know, log on when I am talking on Facebook or social media, to make them share the, the documentary that I'm in. You know, whatever. They see me as I didn't see myself at one point. Mm. So now that I see me as who I am, who I'm called to be, now that I'm walking in my purpose, oh my God, it's phenomenal. And then you go back and you say, I can't believe I did that for the past five years because I'm fucking awesome. Yeah. And I just yeah. can't believe that I didn't allow myself to be who I was. Yeah. But I'm thankful. I, I truly am thankful for all of it. It all is so critical to Angel being who she was. Mm. I mean, from the moment I left my parents' house, everything played such an enormous, God, such an enormous role in my life. I was raised in a two-parent household. Mm -hmm. My parents are still together. They've been married almost 40, it'll be 44 years this year. It was not a great marriage. I don't say 44 years with pride. I say it almost with sympathy. Mm. Um, They did not, they, my dad did a lot of terrible things to my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mother turned really bitter, angry. You know, she was very toxic, negative, but if you meet her, you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know that a lot of that is stemming from my dad. But the other side of that is who told her to stay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be there. You know, my mom is educated. She was a nurse. My mom made a lot of money. Yeah. She didn't have to stay. She chose, chose to stay. Yeah. But when you're choosing it, it turned her into this person. And so I left at 19 with an eight-week-old daughter. And we were very privileged kids. My parents made a lot of money. Mm. Um, And so when I left, my mom was pissed. Mm. And she was just like, well, if you leave, we're not giving you any support. So I had no car insurance. I had no medical insurance. Mm. It's just me and this eight-week-old baby, you know, and I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? I had just lost my first job as a hostess at a restaurant. Um, and it was madness, Wow! but she taught me to fly Mm. and I know she thought it was going to hinder me and I was going to come back home crawling please help me save me. But I did the complete opposite. I got my first place. I had to buy furniture one piece at a time. I literally had to build my life. Yeah. I could, I didn't go into it with a house full of furniture and I left with a car and a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was it. And 400 bucks. 
Wow. And I had to build my life. I went from being a single mom, paycheck to paycheck. I got married really young when I was 19 to my first husband, my oldest daughter's dad. We divorced within two two to three years. Mm -hmm. I went from a single mom, paycheck to paycheck, to now running a meal prep company, to to being a life coach, uh, to being a published author, a best-selling published author, Mm -hmm. to being an executive producer on a documentary, to running a 24-hour tire company with my husband, Jonathan, who solely runs that, Mm -hmm. Um, a a life coach, an accountability coach, all these things. And this started from a girl that that left her house with 400 bucks and an eight-week-old. That's amazing. And not a clue. Amazing. But life showed me God. I mean, I learned so much and I had to unlearn mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. I had to unlearn a lot. Yeah. My mom taught me a lot of bad habits. My dad taught me a lot of bad habits. So I had to unlearn a lot before I could learn. And that's a major key. Yeah. Um, and certain things I still work on. Me and my mother are not awesome. We don't have an awesome mother-daughter relationship. Mm. So there's still healing to take place there. But again, I don't hide any of that. I don't, I don't hide any of that from my clients. I let them know. And if it's an area that I can't help them in, I don't even tread those waters. I'm not going to take you somewhere I haven't conquered. I can't tell you how to have a healthy relationship with your mom because I don't have a healthy relationship yeah. with her. Yeah, of course. But I can tell you how to survive a tough marriage. I can tell you how to overcome infidelity. I can tell you how to overcome miscarriages. I can tell you how to, you know, speak positive. I can tell you how to pray over a husband, yourself, your life, speak life into things. I can tell you all those things. I can tell you how to be accountable. Yeah. I can show you how to heal. But if I don't have that, area of expertise, I'm not going to play with it. And I'm not afraid to turn a client away to say, I can't help you in that area. You know, some people will take on stuff for the money. I cannot. If I can't help you there, I cannot help you there. But I can, I will help couples. I will, I mean, whatever I can do, but when it comes down to a relationship with a parent, a healthy relationship, my mother and I do not have a healthy relationship. I cannot help you. Mm. And I won't pretend to have those things. But can you, can you fly from, can you become something from nothing? Oh my, oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. I had nothing. I had nothing literally like paycheck to paycheck yeah. to now not thinking about any of that. I don't think like that. I don't talk like that anymore. My life is fulfilled. It is a hundred percent better me and my husband are amazing. And again, that took work. I never try to pretend that we just, you know, were just awesome. No, we have sought therapy. We have had to take a lot of steps. We did a lot of damage yeah. to our, our marriage. So we worked on repairing it, but I love him. Oh my God. I love him. I love him for fighting with me. Mm. Um, when I say fighting, I don't mean physically. I don't mean, you know, arguing. I mean fighting for his marriage. Yeah. Um, I love him for getting in the gutter and fighting for it and letting me know that he wanted this to work just as much as I did. And that's what most people don't have. It's usually one person wanting it a little bit more. Yeah. My husband fights for this just as much as I do. He sat in therapy uh, sessions uh, that he probably didn't want to sit in, yeah. <laughs> you know. He's done that whole thing because he was showing me, hey, I did take a vow. 
hey, I messed up just like you. And hey, I'm still here. And that means, oh, my God, it means so much um, going forward. So, I mean, I mean, I just have I do. I have an incredible story. I I really do. do. Um, (laughs) And I love talking to people about I love letting people know you can you can literally come back from the dead if that's what you believe and if it's your desire Mm. my god you can do it you can do it and that's what i want everybody to know you can do it hold yourself accountable heal forgive push forward yeah oh my god yeah it's so so important and i mean i know that um you know, I have a lot of um, clients and even friends um, who are on the dating scene and you know, on these dating apps and they, you know, always saying, oh, it's so hard dating. And, you know, and I, I believe it, the dating world is hard. Um, and I guess something that I've realised from, you know, the clients that I see is that a lot of people have been screwed over by an ex or um, mm. have been dealing with some kind of trauma in their lives and they're mm. afraid to let their guard down. And instead of, mm. um, you know, dealing with the heartbreak or working on the heartbreak, um, they've tried to mask it by, you know, either suppressing it or going into another relationship. And I guess the um, the thing with that is if you don't heal your wounds, you end up bleeding on, you know, someone else who never right. caused those wounds and it just becomes <laughs> repeat 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 you know it doesn't go away it's um it just becomes a part of your life um which is really really shitty and it's so important to look at this pain um this heartbreak as opportunity and to learn from the mistakes and grow from it not um pretend it never happened but you know to move forward from it um, and to heal those wounds so you don't keep repeating those um, negative patterns and you don't um, cause other people the pain, you know, that I guess, you know, that you're um, experiencing because, um, right. you know, that's it's not really not really fair and, you know, and then the, uh, the pain no longer controls you. So absolutely. Yeah. It takes a big toll. Yeah. I don't think people realize that. So what I like to tell people is just to choose healing. Yeah. Choose it. Choose it. Everything is about choice. I love that. We we we, we often try to say, well, I don't have a choice. I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. Mm. You have a choice literally every every day of your life, yeah. you have a choice. Now, if the choice is a choice you want to make. Maybe, maybe not. But at the end of the day, yes, you do. You have a choice. Choose healing. Yeah. Choose to heal. Because in the process of you building this wall, because you want to keep people out, you don't want your feelings hurt, and you know, all this stuff, you're keeping yourself in also. Yeah. So now what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now what? I tell everybody, love with all you got. That's it. Love with all that you have. And if it doesn't work, you know that you're not responsible for it because you gave it 110%. I don't care if you get your feelings hurt. I don't care if it didn't go the way that you thought it was going to go. You have that peace of mind to knowing that you gave it all that you had. Mm. Mm. And just be open. Yeah, Be open to it. So, and that's the key. But you have a choice. You have a choice every day to choose to heal choose to forgive, choose to speak positive 
or choose to stay where you are, choose to do negative self-talk, choose to stay with toxic patterns, toxic friends. Um, it's a choice. You Sometimes you have to let people go. Yeah. Everybody is not supposed to go where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to learn to be okay with that. That's it. That's it. That's so true. That's um, absolutely true. Do you have any um, tips for um, people who are in a relationship or maybe you've got clients in this situation um, who are in a relationship and who are working on healing from, you know, past traumatic experiences? I know that you said you mainly see single mothers, um, but do you have any clients or any tips on people who are already in a relationship and still trying to deal, deal with um, some trauma from their past? Oh, absolutely. No, I don't only see single mothers. That's usually just a bigger part of my clientele is just people that were raised in a single per- yeah. per- person household. I deal with more couples than anything. Sure. Um, yeah, so the tips of dealing with the past is you have to practice non-attachment. Mm. Um, basically that means letting go of those thoughts, those emotions that create suffering. Once you start letting that stuff go, you're going to start experiencing relief Mm -hmm. because the fact of the matter is you cannot change it. It is nothing you can do to change past things. Yeah. None of us can go back in time. There's no time machine. There's no redo. Once it's done, it's done. So for that, I would say practice non-attachment. You have to start letting go of those thoughts, those emotions, because all they do is create suffering. Yeah. Stop being attached to those thoughts. And once you start practicing that non-attachment, then you are going to get some inner peace. Then you're going to start finding your joy. The relief is going to come in. Your purpose is going to start being clear. So absolutely start practicing non-attachment and just detaching yourself from those thoughts as painful as they may be. And some people are so attached to something. They believe that that is who they are. They don't know what to do if they let that stuff go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That scares them. It's like, okay, if I let go of all this pain, then what? Then you start going forward. Then you start discovering, then you start, you know, understanding better who you are. Then you start rewriting your story. That's it. That's it. That's that's where you want to be. You cannot cannot rewrite your story until you heal. Mm -hmm. So for that, my answer would be start practicing non-attachment. Let go of those thoughts and those emotions that create that suffering. Yeah. So you can start getting your inner peace, your relief, and your joy. Yeah, beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, and I think that's a, a perfect perfect ending for um, such a, a great topic that I am so passionate about and something that I definitely put out there, you know, for my clients as well to work on self-healing, work on the relationship with yourself because the relationship with yourself is the most important relationship you'll ever have. And it certainly sets the tone for every other relationship you'll have, whether it be platonic or an intimate relationship. Agreed. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. The dopest <laughs> relationship is with yourself. And the most That's beautiful it. thing to realize is if you don't like yourself, who do you think will like you? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we, um, as humans, we, um, we want to be loved. Um, it's probably the most wanted, um, emotion, um, you know, that us humans have, we want to be loved. We want to feel loved. Um, and we also have this expectation of our partners to love us a certain way, but how can they love us a certain way if we don't love ourselves that way? hundred percent agree with that. So I want to thank you so much for sharing your story and your expertise. It's just been such a pleasure to have you on the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my angel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so dope. And I love your accent. I would have did this based on your accent alone. It's the dopest. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we should definitely do some more shows together. Definitely. I'm here for it. Absolutely. You call, I'm coming. Okay, great. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media at Heidi G Spot and check out the website at HeidiGCounseling.com. Join me next time on the G Spot because the world is a better place when there's great sex and relationships. <laughs>